Hello and welcome to another episode of WASD, the video game podcast that's a spin-off of the Whales Are Whales pod. Cast. This is episode 8 of the show I just said, and I am Cameron, and I'm the only person here. Which is crazy, because I've never really done a solo cast before, but here's the thing. I really want to talk about a specific game. But nobody in uh, in the Whales or Whales network really cares about this particular game, so I just need to. I guess I just need to talk to myself about the game over and over again, which is kind of counterproductive considering you kind of want people to bounce ideas off of and tell me I'm stupid or tell me I'm right. Um, but you know, again, nobody cares about this particular game that I am uh, and playing a lot of. And so I just really wanted to talk about it, and I figured I might as well go for it. So, as you probably have guessed by the title, whatever I decide to title it, I'm sure it will have the name of the game in it. The game I'd like to discuss today is Destiny 2. Uh, so, just to be sure you all know what's going on. This entire episode, I have no idea how long it's going to be, I don't really have a game plan here. But this entire episode is going to be about Destiny 2 and Destiny 1. So, if you have no interest in hearing me in general turn the show off if you have no interest in destiny even like even if you have a sort of interest in it i'm gonna go into some history i think about like the development period of um destiny and stuff but if you really just don't care i would highly recommend you not listen to this because it's not going to be that interesting to you but if you do like destiny or you just happen to like me which i don't think you probably do but you never know um then uh yeah this might be interesting for you so Destiny. Destiny, Destiny, Destiny. So, I've talked a lot about Destiny on the regular podcast um, many times, and it's a game I've put a lot of time into. It's kind of like Steven and Brian's World of Warcraft, you know? It's it's a game I go back to. It's not just a, I beat it, I saw the credits, maybe I did some secrets and I'm done. It's a game where I want to go back into the world and maybe replay missions, grind for, for loot, play the raids, play the strikes, play with friends, play against other people, you know? It's a, it's a game that isn't an MMO, but almost is, and it's it tries to keep you in the end game. It has an end game. Most games that aren't MMOs don't have end games, and games that are MMOs do. Destiny has an end game, um, and so does Destiny Two. Um, so it it is an almost an MMO, and I love going back to it. I have a lot of hours in Destiny. Matter of fact, I might as well just look up time wasted on Destiny to see how much time I've spent in Destiny One, just to give you a little bit of a feel for how much i've played this game so my gamer tag man this is riveting conversation already i'm doing a great job if this website would load i'm literally just talking until this website loads there it goes um i have 416 hours plus seven so 422 maybe 16 23 hours 423 hours total on destiny one so that's a lot of time right I don't usually spend that much time with games. And the reason that I play that game so much is because it gives you reasons to go back. So Destiny 1 had a lot of problems, right? So everyone's heard about the issues with Destiny, um, but not many people know the exact story behind Destiny. Basically, um, Bungie bought their independent... I'm going way back. Here we go, guys. This is a history lesson of Destiny 1. This is not just the Destiny 2 uh, solo casting. I'm going to go real deep into... uh, 
to the lore of the real life lore of Destiny. So Bungie wanted to buy their independence from Microsoft. Uh, and the deal they worked out was they could buy their independence and be a completely independent studio funded by themselves, no more ties with Microsoft on a couple of conditions. One, they had to make two or three more Halo games. I think it was two because it was ODST and Reach. Um, and Microsoft kept the Halo IP. They, Bungie, thought that was a good deal and they took it. So they finished ODST and they finished Reach. Um, but in the meantime, they were there were multiple groups within Bungie that were trying to decide what they want to do next because they're independent now. Yay, we're independent. We can do whatever we want. And so some people said, we're tired of Halo. We don't want to be the guys who make Halo anymore. We want to make something new. And so they went off and tried to do something crazy. Another subset of Bungie decided we want to make something close to Halo because we're good at it. You know, we, we <laughs> made eight games or whatever with Halo and they're all great. So let's stick to, to the, de the Halo formula, but maybe change something up. And so there was two subsets working kind of simultaneously on two different ideas. And to save you the really boring, well, it's not boring to me, but save you the monotony, um, the minutia, there's the word. Um, eventually, these ideas clashed. As time went on, the game they were making, which this game is Destiny, will would have been eventually been Destiny, this game they were making was very Halo-esque. Um, and the people who didn't want to make Halo anymore were realizing this and thought to themselves, well, crap, we're just making Halo again. Um, and at this point, I believe at this point, Reach was already, yes, Reach was already out. ODST was already out. They were done. They were just, they were done with everything Halo. They were just, uh, they're just going it alone at this point. And so you had this one group of, you know, I'm not going to say half and half, but just for like imagery's sake, half of the company is like, what are we making right now? We've cobbled together this crazy game that uh looks like halo but is kind of different and has some cool mechanics i guess but we weren't gonna, the whole point was to not make halo we're, we bought our independence so we didn't have to make halo anymore but then the other half is like well we really like the idea or the plans that this is going and so for the first couple of years of destiny's development it it was there was no guidance no leadership it, they were just making everyone was making everything and it kind of just nothing meshed and there was no core there was no core value to destiny um, about a year, um, this, the lead, the lead, the lead writer brought this supercut and they realized this, they realized that everything was a jumbled old mess. And so I forget his name. I apologize. I'm, I'm not actually very, very well versed in names and I'm also very dumb. So I can't remember names very well. Um, a lead writer in Bungie went to the board with a supercut of the story and lore in destiny and a supercut basically being from start to finish, here's the story beats, here's the background of the characters you need to know. Bada bing, bam, boom, there's Destiny's story. And how the gameplay would wrap around the story. And according to sources that I've read in Jason, uh, I will be, uh, A, I will be messing up his last name a lot, and B, referencing him a lot. Jason Schreiner. Jason Jason, from now on. He's a writer at Kotaku and has also written a lot of a book um, about game development. The board didn't like it. And now it's hard to say if it was actually good or not. To be honest, we don't really know. A lot of people in, within the, the Bungie team specifically say it wasn't good, but a lot of people say it was good. Some even say it had good concepts, but it just didn't get there, you know? Um, so it's hard to say if it was actually good, but regardless, the board of Bungie didn't like it. And so it was scrapped. Um, and at this point, there's kind of a almost a mass exodus of people leaving Bungie. Um, 
to go do well to, to just leave because they're not liking the direction that destiny is going and so to speed this up a little bit um they rebooted the whole game a year and a half before launch they didn't that doesn't mean they deleted assets although they probably did but they they reworked the whole game um from the ground up story-wise which of course if you do that you have to rearrange levels and things like that and so basically if you can imagine a um a connecting dots where a is a plot point b is a plot point c is a plot point d is a plot point all the way to z where the a is once upon a time z is and then they've had the flavor after the end right so this cohesive story is a cohesive story it goes a b c d to z okay cool when they decided to reboot basically imagine getting rid of 15 of those letters so now instead of a b c through z it's now a c f g i k um, etc and now you have these random assortment of story beats that do not form a full story and so for the last year and a half of development they had to i think one of the developers described it like this they literally had to piece together a story using these plot points but no cohesive story uh total right um and so the end result was a jumbled mess, right? The The whole joke about Destiny is that there's no story, but there actually is. It's just buried behind weird, like, non-sequiturs and characters that disappear and reappear on a whim and never to be seen again. And and in the meantime, while the story is a mess, the game is a mess because they've not really been... It wasn't up until this point that they really decided on what the game will be. And I, to be honest, I still don't think they really know what they want this game to be. And so it's going to be kind of an MMO RPG loot shooter, but it's kind of more like Halo. But like you have it's just there was no clear direction for Destiny story or gameplay wise. And so when this reboot happened, everything was thrown up in the air and they basically had to remake everything from scratch. Again, not asset wise, but content wise or organization of content, whatever you want to say. So the game launches, and it's it's exactly what you would expect. It's a jumbled mess. Um, there's good in there. Obviously there is, because a lot of people bought it, although that could have been the marketing hype. There's a lot of good in this game, in Vanilla Destiny, but there's a lot of problems, right? And so people bought it, they played it, they realized there was problems. And the first DLC was set to launch, which it did, and it was also rebooted. There's so much to to cover here; it's ridiculous. But it was also rebooted right after Destiny One launched. The uh, first DLC was rebooted, and the second one was also rebooted because apparently it was just kind of more of the same that didn't really fit into the main storyline. So they just redid it all. And it was the first DLC, which was The Dark Below, was so insubstantial. I think there was like two story missions and a raid, and that raid was super bad. Um, and then House of Wolves, House of Wolves. Okay, so the Destiny. Um, arc went like this vanilla destiny um and then two small expansions for the vanilla destiny experience which was dark below and house of wolves and then a big expansion the year after it launched taken king okay so dark below we've already covered it's not very good house of wolves all of a sudden had this glimmer of like whoa what hold on this is interesting because the story beats from start to finish of the campaign which i think was five five missions which was still kind of paltry but better than it was it made sense linearly, like linearly, whatever. You started the mission, you knew you had a clear objective, you had an enemy, you had a, a protagonist, an antagonist, you had a goal, and it wrapped up nicely. It was like, what? Oh, holy crap, there's actually something going on here. Because I can't stress to you how bad the main plot points of Destiny Vanilla was. Like, 
the lore is cool, the back writing is cool. If you dig into it, sure, you can piece something together, but they use so much ambiguous terminology that you just don't understand, and it's like, I don't know what's going on, and it's so confusing. So with the House of Wolves, all of a sudden you're like, huh, this is cool. Um, This could be interesting. And you start to see a glimmer of hope in, the, in, in Destiny itself. Like, the people who were still playing at that point were playing it because the mechanics were there, but even the mechanics were funky. Like, you had crazy ways to level up you could only level up with your gear and gear drops so rarely and the joke of you're forever level 29 because it takes a specific piece of gear to level up to 30 but it never dropped for you in the raid and it's like um the mechanics were super weird and super grindy and they didn't know what they wanted to be but people still played because it was fun it weirdly in a masochistic kind of way there was enough there that people wanted to keep on playing right so, House of Wolves comes and goes, and then the Taken King comes out. And all of a sudden, there's, like, cutscenes in Destiny, and cinematics, and a cohesive story, and a crazy cool raid. I could go on about raids forever. And a lot of quality of life changes to the way armor is leveled up, and how you get armor. Um, and it's like, all of a sudden, this, this vanilla Destiny uh, release that was just so mediocre is like, oh, crap, this is a really good game now. They've updated the mechanics and everything to make it be interesting and good and fun. And that got way better ratings than Vanilla Destiny or Ace Expansions ever did. Taken King was a great, 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 great expansion. In the background at this point, though, of course, the, 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 original, the original plan for Destiny was main release, two small DLCs, big DLC. So I guess I should use years to help out. 2014, main vanilla. Between 2014 and the same day in 2015, two small expansions. A year after release of vanilla, big expansion. Two more small expansions. And then two years after the original Destiny was launched, Destiny 2. That was the original plan. Taking King was the final, uh, excuse me, was the only DLC we got for an entire year, which abandons their plan, of course, for the two extra DLCs because they realized that they had a very shaky ground to build on. So, and this is very important, right around Taken King time, now there's not really a, uh, an exact date that I've been able to find, but right around Taken King time, Bungie decided to branch their engine, their game engine, where they, you know, what they use to design the game. And by branch, I mean one version, the old version, the old foundation would continue to live in Destiny 1. That's how they would continue to update Destiny 1. They weren't going to revamp Destiny 1 with a new engine. Let this engine go. We'll, we'll stick a small live team on the Destiny 1 engine to continue supporting Destiny 1 until we finish Destiny 2. The other branch of the engine, they would spend time making it better, making it run better, running, run faster, making it look prettier, making the mechanics easier to build, and that would be the base for Destiny 2. So it's very important to remember that it branched around Taken King. Two separate engines, basically. So Destiny 1 continues, and they realize that they can't release Destiny 2 um, a year after Taking King like they originally planned to. So the live team, the small little team on the side, managed to make an entire new DLC to release a year after Taking King, so two years after Vanilla, called Rise of Iron. Very insubstantial. I mean, good still. It was good. It would have been a perfectly fine intermediate DLC, you know, between Taking King and destiny 2 what it was supposed to be you know it would have been great but as it was it was a very small dlc 
for a lot of time. It like, it's supposed to last us a year. And then um, Destiny 2, this is where we get to Destiny 2, came out. So the timeline goes, Destiny 1 Vanilla, that Chris, uh, Destiny 1 Vanilla 2014, that Christmas, Dark Below, that Spring, House of Wolves, that Fall, a year after Vanilla, Taken King, a whole year later, uh, Rise of Iron is 2016. So, and then another one whole year of just Rise of Iron until 2017, Destiny 2 launches. So a year behind schedule of what the original plan was. So, I played a lot of Destiny 2. Now I'm going to go back to that website just to see how much. So I've, I got 75 hours in Destiny 2. So, of course, not nearly as close to, uh, to Destiny 1, but duh. So, Destiny 2 comes out. And everything they've showed about Destiny 2 at this point seems very positive. I mean, seems positive to the point where it's it's like almost completely opinionated if you don't like it or do like it. It's like, oh man, they balance the weapons in this way. Well, I like that. Well, I don't. That's opinion. The game is absolutely like factually better than Vanilla Destiny, right? Okay, so that's just, that's almost a fact. It is. There's no way it can be worse <laughs> unless they just didn't do anything. The story is crazy cool. The voice acting is great. There's a lot of, there's a co cohesive plot from start to finish. You can follow it the whole time. There's a really good bad guy. There's really good side characters. The story is great. They, the game looks great. It runs great. The, and at first glance, even the mechanics are cool. They kept the same mechanics from Taking King and Rise of Iron that works so well, you know. And uh, on the surface, when you first jump into the game and you play the single player story, it's like, man. All right, they figured it out, you know, they figured it out. Again, you can have nitpicks. You can have small things like the shaders are funky and I don't like having two primaries. I miss my sidearm ammo, but that's small potatoes, right? And then you get into the end game. And to be completely honest with you, I'm still a little torn about how I feel. Because Destiny 2 Vanilla is better than Destiny 1 Vanilla. That's a given. Destiny 2 Vanilla is probably about the same as Taken King Destiny 1. Maybe even a little less, and you see where I'm going with this. Destiny 2 is a worse game than Destiny 1 is right now, in the third year after a bunch of DLCs. Rise of Iron Destiny 1 is better than Destiny 2. And that's weird, right? Like... There's so many small little things that Destiny Year 3, Destiny 1 did better than 2. Small things like the kiosks. Now, a bunch of the stuff I'm going to list off aren't going to mean anything to you if you don't really know about Destiny, but the kiosks are gone. Matchmaking it, playlists are gone. Strikes are worthless. The vault is weird. Um, rolls on guns are gone. Um, Age of Triumph um, crazy cool looking armor colors are gone. Just so much stuff. Is just gone and you're thinking to yourself what i don't understand what is going on how can destiny 2 be so many steps forward in so many ways but so many steps back in so many ways the issue is what i talked about earlier they forked the engine around taken king which is exactly that's why people think myself included think it was forked at this point because the game destiny 2 feels like Taking King, or maybe just slightly before, quality of, um, of improvements. So, the whole time they're making Destiny 2, 
Destiny 1 was doing tons of things. They were adding cool ways of having different shaders and kiosks and ton just quality of life changes across the board to make Destiny 1 a better game. But by the time Destiny 2 launched, which was already behind schedule and they were still crunching for time, all these features they added in Destiny 1 didn't automatically transfer over to Destiny 2. I'm going to start saying D1 and D2 because that's getting kind of tiresome. All the changes they made in D1 weren't automatically going to be applied to, D to D2 because it was a different engine at this point. So to use an example, the, the kiosks in the tower, they were in Destiny 1. They were a great addition to the game. It was amazing to have an access point to all your, all your items. It's way less feature-oriented in D2 because it's not just like copy and paste code over to the new engine. I'm sure it had to be recreated from scratch, right? And so that is why everything feels so weird in Destiny 2. And again, I'm not sure how I feel about this. It's like, on one hand, I get it. I get it. Bungie are humans. They're not robots that can program forever, you know? They, they were given a time frame. It was pushed up by a year. And they still couldn't get everything in there. So I get it. That's cool. But then when I'm actually playing the game, it feels like a little twilighty where it's like, I'm trying to do things that I already had done in one game and it it's just not there in the new one. And you're thinking, well, well the, it's the new game. And so many people are so frustrated about it. And I'm trying to tell them and reassure them, like, listen, they just, it's a forked engine. And I'm, I've said that so many times over the past couple of weeks on Reddit. It's like, it's a forked engine. It's a forked engine. And when everyone's like, they're holding back content for DLC. And so we get more money out of them. I'm like, that's not what they're doing. But then I'm like, I get where they're coming from, though, because I have a little bit more of a positive outlook on it, but that's only because I'm a little more positive about Destiny than some people. I can totally see where they're coming from when they when they look at the quality of life improvements D1 had that are just not there. And so I'm kind of left with a lingering fear of doubt or lingering, lingering doubt because I don't know what's going to happen next. See, so here's the thing. Bungie has a great track record. Halo 1 and 2 and 3 and Reach and ODST are all amazing games. There's basically no arguing that. Even if you don't like the games, they're quality games, and they especially Halo, especially Halo 1 and Halo 2. Halo 1 pushed console shooters like crazy. Halo 2 pushed online multiplayer. It's like, oh my gosh, these are crazy games. Bungie has a great track record until Destiny 1. When all of a sudden they slipped. They went independent. Things happened. It went wrong. Okay. So on one hand, I'm thinking, okay, Destiny 1 slipped. Destiny 2 is them trying to fix the giant mess they made, right? It's like they have to clean up the Destiny 1 mess and also make a good game of Destiny 2. And so it's this double layer thing of like, oh my gosh, how do we do this? How do we fix the problem and also make a new game? And so on that hand, I'm like, okay, I have faith in Mungie to to do this. They can do this. But then it's like so many people left Bungie after they went independent and Destiny 1 was a failure or before it was even out as it was becoming a failure. It wasn't a failure, but it was a failure in some hardcore players' minds. So many people left that it's almost an entirely new company. I mean, it's not, but it almost is. It feels like it is. It feels like a different mindset. And so on that hand, it's like, okay, do I trust them anymore? And... That's not really a question I have an answer for, unfortunately. Even personally, I'm just like, I don't know if I trust them anymore. It's hard to say if I do. The, 
the optimistic I love Destiny and I love Halo and I love Bungie side goes, yeah, give them a chance. See what the DLC in, De in November or December or whatever feels like. At least give them that. I'm like, okay, I will. And the other side goes, you've been burned. You've been burned, man. And you bought Dark Blow and played it for 20 minutes and it was done. And you sold the soloed the raid and it's like, okay, it was a waste of money. I want to believe that all these quality of life changes and things that feel weird in Destiny 2 will make it back to Destiny. Now that the game is out, now that, the, now that there's a solid foundation, they poured the concrete... Uh, and the house isn't there, but they poured the concrete and it's ready to be built. They have a good foundation for a game series. Now that they have that with DLC and with updates, they can, and hot fixes, they can slowly morph Destiny 2 into a game more reminiscent of th Year 3 Destiny 1. But it's just hard to look at it as right now and say, Man, that's that's fun to play because at this point it was fun. And to be honest, listen, I got 75 hours out of it, and I really only stopped having fun maybe in the last five. And even then, I'm still having fun. It's just not like I could be doing something else right now, unlike before, where it was like I must play this forever. So they have a good foundation. I want to believe that they can keep on doing good and update the game with DLC, and 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 bring it back up to bring it back up to a high quality. I just worry they're not gonna. I'm worried the DLCs are going to slowly start not having raids. I, Datto, who's a YouTuber who covers Destiny extensively, is one of the soundest minds and calmest minds of Destiny and logical. He said something that was like, oh, that sucks, where he was talking about the same thing I'm talking about, Endgame being kind of weak compared to Destiny 1. And he said something along the lines of, this is not a direct quote, but he basically said, Bungie would not have put raids in if it wasn't expected it. And that, to me, was like, oh, my, no, yeah, they would. Come on. That's kind of the whole appeal of Destiny is, like, the endgame raids. And then I was like, what if he's right, you know? What if, what if, what if they only are putting raids in because it's expected of them, and if they had their way, they wouldn't? Maybe the raids were a relic of an idea from, from a previous designer who's literally not working at Bungie anymore, you know? I just don't know. But it made me sad because the raids are some of the best experiences I've ever had in my entire life in video games. Like, literally, they're that good. And not having raids in Destiny, I mean, I would, I would probably stop playing. I would just just drop it. Like, if the if the, if the small little DLC packs don't have raids, that's okay, sure, whatever. Raids are kind of complicated to make. But like, if the big expansions and the and, and new games later on in the Destiny lifeline don't have raids, it's like okay, I'm done. I'm done. Like that was the reason I I've almost gotten it. I've I've tried to get into other MMOs specifically to do raids because I love Destiny raids so much, but they're not the same. Not that I ever got to one because it's incredibly hard. But that's the point. It's incredibly hard to get to a raid, and Destiny made it accessible to a point. I hope that's not true. I hope what Dado said is not true. So, as final thoughts, you know, it's it. it I just it's hard to know what to think because I have two sides of me pulling me one way or the other about Bungie's going to fix this or they're not. And I probably should stop reading Reddit so much to be completely honest with you because man alive, they just love to destroy the game as much as they possibly can. I don't like to do that. I don't like to put people down. Even if they're, 
Bungie's not shady, you know, they're not just releasing a game because they're contract contractually obligated to. They just might have a different vision than me. It could be that Destiny 2 is meant for casual players who beat the campaign, maybe dabble in endgame for five seconds and they're done, you know? And if that's what they want to do, that's fine. I'll be really sad because there's a market there that needs to be filled as evident when Destiny came out, then all of a sudden the division, and now we got Anthem. It's it's different than Borderlands. You know, everyone would say Borderlands, Borderlands, but Borderlands is a Diablo loot shooter. Destiny is an MMO loot shooter. Like there's a difference, right? And so there's a market to be filled. I just hope Bungie wants to fill that. And I I am waiting for the DLC. I'll pro- I'll probably keep on playing, do the raid a few more times, play trials, do a couple more activities, but I won't be going crazy with Destiny anymore until the new DLC. And I'm going to use the DLC in December as a gauge, kinda to see what direction they're going in. If the DLC is five, hell, if the DLC is 10 story missions, which is pretty substantial, like bam, there's a ton of story, but nothing else, no tweaks to how the guns work or adding more things to grind for, or changes, excuse me, to the end game or new raid, a new raid or strikes or nightfalls, I'm gonna take that as a sign that Bungie isn't catering to me. Or to people like me who play the game like an MMO. Now I bought the season pass because I'm a dork. Um, so I will be playing the second expansion regardless of what the first one's like. However, that first expansion is going to be the telltale sign. Right? Of what Bungie wants to do with Destiny in the future. I really hope they put some effort into making it more hardcore friendly. But I just don't know. It's hard to say anyways i don't believe anybody will ever listen to this because nobody cares as much about destiny in my life than i do um so i guess i could just do whatever i want right here for the final part of this episode i mean i could say curse words or scream and yell but i I guess i probably won't because on the off chat someone listens maybe like our cameron said that thing i should probably end this thank you for listening to my rambling about uh about destiny i um, never done a solo podcast before so i hope it was good if you did listen to it i guess let me know if it was good if if and be honest you know honesty is how you improve so if i was terrible please let me know you could probably say it softer than that but you know um but thank you very much for listening this has been wasd this has been cameron and i hope everybody has i don't know what do we say at the end of the podcast typically uh ha- have a have a week. Have a destiny. It's a good, good joke, Cameron. But I'm anyway. We're